if we have a traumatized nervous system, not only is it unhelpful for our uh, productivity, uh, but also we get stuck in low-level states of consciousness. Because if you look at the, the levels of consciousness, um, the low-level ones are things like anxiety, fear, anger, shame, guilt. Okay? So we can be striving up, trying to get up this ladder of consciousness, the higher states of consciousness with our spirituality, but our nervous system is stuck in guilt, shame, or fear. That's pretty tough. What if, here's a thought, what if we could release that trauma and naturally, like a balloon, you just rise up? Hello and welcome to the Mind Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Newbigging. For today's episode, I'm sharing an extract from a recent webinar I did when, amongst other things, I talked about the symptoms and types of trauma. The majority of people I work with one-to-one are unknowingly dealing with the side effects of early life traumas. And these untold traumas are often negatively impacting their present-day physical health, mental and emotional well-being, and blocking their abilities to create the life they really want. Stay tuned because during this episode, I introduce some of the signs of past trauma, reveal some of the most common, lesser known early life traumas that many of us are unconsciously dealing with, and share one of the biggest mistakes people make when trying to heal. To watch the full webinar replay, go to minddetoxacademy.com forward slash reimagined. And if you want to explore more and heal at a deeper level, then check out my website, minddetox.com, to attend my brand new Soul Calm course or book some one-to-one sessions with me. So what is trauma? Trauma is essentially an inner injury, and that's how I like to consider it. Um, it, The minute I... considered it more as an injury I stopped being embarrassed about it I stopped being like oh my god it's this scary thing this oh trauma you know that I've got to try and avoid and never talk about or anything the minute I just called an inner injury I started being able to treat it like any other injury (laughs) if I hurt my finger then I would want to take care of it and give it some love and attention and give it what it needs to heal okay and often uh, we've gone through certain things in this life that has created some inner injuries, okay? Gabor Mati, who's a, a pro in the world of trauma, he says something along the lines of, of trauma isn't uh, what happens to you, it's what happens inside you as a result of what happens to you, okay? And so we're thinking about trauma more as like an inner injury that we want to give some love to, we want to give some attention to. It might require some forgiveness. It might require some uh, understanding and insight or whatever. But we need to be willing to explore and heal our inner injuries if we, if we really want a long-lasting peace where we're not having to rely on spiritual tools and techniques to experience peace. 
we're not meant that's not that's not normal <laughs> we're not we're not meant to constantly having to do like these spiritual tools in order to you know offset that's what we're really doing we're offsetting the trauma and we're trying to but it just goes it, the, the nervous system springs back after we've done our 20 minutes or two hours of meditation it eventually comes back to its traumatic setting we need to uh, once and for all release it and guess what the nervous system's ah thank you so much finally i've been waiting for you to do that it's so much better now i can just relax and um what comes from that is much more happiness more connection less fear blah blah blah. but let me take you through some of the symptoms of trauma i think it's important when we're exploring uh the release and when you if it's new to you this um it might help for you to kind of understand a bit more and kind of go you know am i maybe dealing with this now the first major uh, symptom is being stuck in a specific autom- autonomic nervous system response. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? Well, the autonomic nervous system is in charge of fight, flight, freeze, flood, uh, fawn. A couple others Fs some people come up with, but these are the ones I want to talk about. Uh, fight, flight, freeze, flood, fawn. Now you've heard this before probably, um, or you heard a couple of them before. Um, and all of these responses are absolutely necessary. They are amazing. They are what helps us survive and thrive unless trauma gets us stuck in one or two of them. And then our choices are limited and we're no longer, we no longer have a flexible nervous system. We get stuck in one or maybe two maximum, but it's normally usually a one. What does that mean? So let's think about this for a moment. Uh, let's talk about the, the flight Okay, we're stuck in flight. We're usually not just stuck in a response, but we're stuck in a certain spectrum of emotions. So with flight, it's more like fear. Okay, so that think about that. It would start with uh, minor concern, moving up to worry, into anxiety, fear, and panic. Okay, so that would be like the spectrum of fear. If you think about it. that, would be the, the the potential of that uh, the response and the emotion in that uh, particular autonomic nervous system response okay and so some people get really stuck in that and they end up with chronic anxiety or their their whole focus is fear all their thoughts end up becoming about oh potential threats and concerns and what's going to happen da, 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 da. so you can you see how we get stuck in one uh, response not so helpful right it's useful in the moment if something happens to have that reaction and that response it can it can be life-saving but not staying in there or what if you're in the fight response you get stuck in the fight response for some reason that would be minor annoyance irritation uh up to uh frustration anger and then rage you see that so we're moving up and that's a natural elevation that can happen we're it's a we're meant to experience that sometimes we're biologically wired and it helps us like i say survive and thrive so any of these ideas of spirituality where you should never be angry or you should never experience that you're trying to fight against the laws of your nervous system, the laws of nature, and you're actually reducing your choices. You're reducing your flexibility and empowerment in this lifetime if you're unwilling to experience all of your nervous system. Whoa. That's an example of how spirituality and therapy can collide unify and how a spiritual concept can actually you can see how using therapy can help it blah 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 so do you see what we're saying guys people get stuck in shame they get stuck in guilt they get stuck in disconnection 
Disconnection is really what the, the freeze. So if we um, get flooding and it's too overwhelming, we can get in freeze and that's where we become disassociated. Um, often that's where depression is because we've, we've, we've gone over our limit. We've become numb, disassociated and um, life becomes great. Okay. We're no longer for our own safety. It's a bit like when you're in a car and if you have that mode where if there's a problem, you get limp home mode where it kind of helps you. <laughs> you get home, but the car doesn't go quite as fast. <laughs> it's like it, it gets you home, but it's like at five miles an hour or something. That's kind of what happens when you're going to freeze. We're going to have limp home um, until we get out of it. Fawn, if you're curious, that's where we learn, usually early on in our life, that we need to be peacemaker. And our whole focus, our thoughts, our emotions, our behaviors, all about peacemaker. Can't upset anyone. Don't want to ruffle any feathers. Um, in the family, you're often like you have things to say, but you won't say it because you don't want to offend and all that sort of stuff. So we end up uh, fawning. Okay. But all I'm trying to say is that if we have a traumatized nervous system, not only is it unhelpful for our uh, productivity, uh, but also we get stuck in low level states of consciousness. Because if you look at the, the levels of consciousness, um, the low level ones are things like anxiety, fear, anger, shame, guilt. Okay, so we can be striving up, trying to get up this ladder of consciousness, the higher states of consciousness with our spirituality, but our nervous system is stuck in guilt, shame or fear. That's pretty tough. What if, here's a thought, what if we could release that trauma and naturally, like a balloon, you just rise up? No longer clawing up and getting pulled back down by the autonomic nervous system, but actually just naturally rise up. Unifying therapy, spirituality. Make sense so far? Another symptom of uh, trauma is easily triggered, extreme reactions. Um, and also when you get triggered, it can be a long re recovery time. So if you have a, if you're triggered with a healthy nervous system, maybe maximum an hour, a couple hours maximum, for it to completely re-regulate itself back to baseline, normal, where you're peaceful and productive and connected to yourself and your nervous system is healthy um, or functioning optimally, shall we say. Um, but it, it, if, if we have stored trauma, it can take longer recovery or we can have these big reactions. We go from zero to hero. We go from, you know, mild frustration to rage like that. You know, that that's a sign... <laughs> But uh, cuppeth overfloweth, and you might want to empty and release. And so next time someone pokes you or whatever, um, you don't have that huge uh, trauma tra trauma reaction. And that that was one of the things that really shocked me with with the path I was in. I was looking around, and I was I got to know people really well. And if I was honest, I knew that I knew them really well. I knew their triggers, and I knew that I any moment I could just poke any of these so called teachers, and they would be like. You know, I'd see the, the the smoke come out of their ears, and so that was like, well, okay, it's great that, that they're you know they're wanting to know peace and stuff, but there's more to this. We need to actually heal on all levels. We need to heal on all levels. Another symptom of uh, trauma is toxic shame. Anyone heard of toxic shame here? Uh, not it's toxic shame. Shame is actually a very good emotion, uh, very healthy. It helps us know right and wrong and know our boundaries and things like that. Um, toxic shame usually uh, uh, is rooted in early life uh, traumas um, where we come to conclude 
that we are unworthy, uh, fundamentally flawed, and sometimes believe we don't even have a right to be here. Okay. And that is a heavy thing to carry. And I had some of that and I've been working to release that. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And it was uh, an eye opening moment when I realized I'd been carrying um, some toxic um, shame. So again, that's like trying to go through life uh, with these, um, you know, sometimes, I don't know, when I was raised, some, some parents had these reins for their kids when because the kids wanted to run off, you know, these, it's a bit toxic shame is a bit like going through life with a pair of these rain on your back and you're trying to move forward to be more successful and make more money and fall in love and be more healthy. And they just, this shame just kind of subtly unconsciously pulls you back, causes procrastination, causes perfectionism, causes uh, busyness and burnout. It causes uh, the classic symptoms of low self-worth, self-esteem, low confidence and um, because we're constantly having to prove our our worth, our our right to be here, uh, it's not a very peaceful way to be. And we're often externally just trying to perform. We create an alter ego where you know because we've we've also um, rejected ourselves and because someone else did or whatever, and then we're now create, projecting this uh, more lovable version, shall we say, to the world. Uh, but that's a complete disconnection from ourselves. We're not being ourselves, and it's very tiring to live a facade. You know, one of the things I had to heal during my process of trauma was I had to, I had to be free of all facades. I remember being in session three or four with my trauma therapist and uh, I could see, I had this meta moment where I could observe myself having the session. You know, you know what I mean? And um, I'm sitting there and I realized partly through that fourth session, I think it was, that I was still presenting to her an edited version of myself. I wasn't being honest. How is she supposed to help me if I'm not showing her the me that needs helped? The only thing she could have helped was the thing I'm presenting to her, which was just a symptom of the real issue. And so that day I made the commitment with her and we released um, all facades. <laughs> My nervous system had quite a reaction to that. I ended up feeling like I was cold for about a month. But once that had passed, it felt amazing. And I felt that I can be um, the cowboy I've always destined to be. No, I'm only joking. Oh, I'm only joking. But it's just, it's like, there's less shame. And so I, if someone doesn't like me, it, it was always the shame that got, was so offended and so scared. Anyway, so hopefully that helps, guys. A little bit known by that. So we get to release toxic shame. But that's a symptom as well. Other symptoms is intimacy and relationship issues, uh, loneliness, isolated living. Um, like I said before, powerlessness, perfectionism, procrastination, uh, busyness, burnout, low self-worth and esteem, health conditions because of the, the stress, the chronic stress in the autonomic nervous system. And as you know from other things I teach, uh, the mind-body connection. So the body will speak the mind eventually if we've got unresolved stuff, and it usually shows up as health conditions. And... Uh, repeated patterns okay are you finding this helpful so far can i have a little feedback in the chat box is this useful we got thumbs up are you is it are you getting something from this um i'm careful with you know i don't know who i'm talking to right now and so i don't want to go too deep into the different forms of trauma so as not to trigger anyone you understand but i'm going to give little headlines just so you can get a, a kind of a high level idea of the sorts of uh traumas 
um, many of my clients are unconsciously dealing with when they show up and then they realize, oh my God, I, that makes so much sense. And I hadn't realized that. Because the thing with trauma is people often think it's a major accident or a major abuse uh, of some kind or what, when I say major uh, sexual abuse or something like that, you know, they, they always think about that. And that was my big issue. I said, well, I had a great childhood. Thanks very much, mum and dad. But I, I had a great childhood. Okay. And for the record, us parents, we can't necessarily protect our kids from all traumas. They're on their journey and they're here to learn what they're, and heal what they hear and evolve and do, do their own dance. And, um, and so there's many of these lesser known, more subtle traumas. I call them more chronic traumas as opposed to acute. It's more chronic. And these are the trickier ones to find. Because if I ask you, you know, what happened? You're like, I don't know. I mean, it was fine. I mean, it was like a normal childhood. But I have anxiety or but I find it hard to relate or connect or but I find it hard to make money or but I've got this health thing and my body's screaming saying it's traumatized. But my, my, it was normal. If you fall into that camp, there's some that are, are, are like you need to know about. Number one, proximal abandonment. Okay. Okay. Now, ab- abandonment can either be complete or proximal. Complete would be compl- like the mother or father are both like completely leaving the child. Um, or it could be a period of abandonment. So even if it, maybe the child had to go into um, an incubator for a while because or they, or they had some sort of sickness or something happened where they were completely, dis- you know, uh, left by the parent. Um, that's more obvious. Okay, but proximal abandonment, I've not yet met a single client that hasn't experienced that to some degree. And that's a big statement to make. I did over 850 hours of therapy last year uh, with clients. And I'm open minded, you know, I'm not starting the session assuming I'm just asking the questions We're we're doing some empathic inquiry, exploring, and it eventually comes out. What's proximal abandonment? It's where the parent was in proximity, but the child still felt abandoned. The child still experienced abandonment. How is that possible? Because uh, the parent wasn't able to emotionally uh, or mentally uh, bond, connect, and support uh, the child. Okay? Wasn't able to emotionally bond, connect, or support uh, the child. Okay, so the so the parent was in proximity; they were there, but for whatever reason, maybe their nervous system was uh, traumatized. Maybe the parent was experiencing stress, or had three other kids to raise, or uh, issues with the husband, or whatever might be happening. But for some reason, the parent wasn't able to emotionally connect, support, and bond with the child. And as far as the child's concerned, it experiences it as abandonment. Okay, that creates a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, and. The child needs to um, be able to experiencing really close mirroring and uh, from from the parent. And if they don't get to do that, they learn, they don't they grow up not knowing really how to have relationships, how to connect deeply. Um, but also because the kid doesn't have the understanding or know what's going on, they usually blame themselves, and that's where the toxic shame comes from. It must be me. It's not them. And one of the reasons they say that is it must be me and not my parent is because it's it's safer for them to blame themselves than to accept that the parent's unable to give them what they need. That's much more scary. 
Okay. Much more scary. Um, I had a little note saying my internet's okay. Is that right? Can you still hear me? Is everyone still with me? Okay, cool. So does that make sense so far? So proxal abandonment. It's very common, especially, I mean, a lot of the, the books in the 50s, 60s, 70s and stuff kind of train parents to like let the baby cry out, um, teach them a lesson. They're too young to know. <laughs> Give them a break. You know, we don't need to be teaching lessons. They need their needs met at that point. Otherwise, they learn that they are undeserving of their needs met or the, the world can't give them what they need or blah, blah, blah. And that leads to issues later on as well. So that's was one of the common traumas. I've got so much to say on this. I'm trying to squeeze it into the time. The second trauma I want to talk about is thwarted autonomy. Thwarted autonomy. And that's where, so we, we've, we're starting to walk, talk and explore our world so we're at that point in our development now and if the parent is overprotective the kid learns that the world's scary <laughs> or the, the, the parent doesn't trust them or if the parent's overcritical um, then everything they do is bad wrong and again it picks up toxic shame blah, blah 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 what we need to recognize is that with all of these traumas the parents um are often doing their best obviously um but the nervous systems don't lie. And when we're a child, uh, our nervous system tunes and trains to our closest nervous systems, especially mother, and our nervous system starts uh, like a tuning fork uh, growing like like the mother's. Okay, so even if the mother's like, no, everything's fine, everything's fine, nervous system doesn't lie. (laughs) Okay, so um, if you want to know what kind of trauma you might have gone through, just ask yourself, how was my mom? How was my dad? What were they like? What were the nervous systems like? What were their main emotions? Uh, what, what was the energy? Or what was their nervous system? If I could kind of tune into the vibe, vibe of it all, what was, what was going on? Does that make sense? Is that, is that clear? It's a, and then you can track back, follow the breadcrumbs, and you can start to create an understanding of the nervous system that was developing when you were zero, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. The first seven years are fundamental when it comes to uh, the healthy, uh, formation of the nervous system which is still growing um after you're born of course other uh forms of trauma are neglect and parentification narcissistic relationships mental and emotional abuse physical attacks and accidents bereavements and breakups chronic health conditions yes chronic health condition if you've had a chronic health condition that can become a trauma in and of itself so when you're wanting to heal that not only do you need to heal the potential mind-body connection, holistic root causes, um, but also you might need to also heal the tra- and release the trauma of having the condition itself. And I think some of you here might be like, oh my God, I never considered that. And you need to hear that, okay? If, it's, if you think you've done all the work and it's still hanging on, it could be the trauma of actually having it. Because if you've had severe eczema or severe pain for years or I don't know, arthritis or some kind of issue and it's been limiting and it's stopped you being able to go out or do things or create isolation or it's created pain and discomfort and sleepless nights and all that sort of stuff. You need to release that. Okay. Hopefully that helps someone here. So there we go. We're on a limited time scale. And so I wanted to um, give you an idea tonight of the types of traumas that we explore in, in soul calm and we, and we are talking about releasing. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. 
once we've realized what we want and what's standing in our way, what we once we've released um, the, the traumas, the emotions, the beliefs, all that sort of stuff, um, one of the big mistakes that people make in the healing is they focus on just these two. They focus on just re- realizing what the issue is and releasing. And um, what they don't realize is you need to also rebuild. You must rebuild. It's so fundamentally important. You, so if we were to summarize the, the rebuild part or the rebuild focus of Soul Calm, it's to be willing to rebuild the inner resources that you did not get growing up, that you did not get growing up, or and or the internal resources that were corroded by the trauma. Does this make sense? So we realize, we release, but we need to rebuild. We don't want to create a vacuum, but also it's not just a vacuum. It's if we never got given these resources, <laughs> we need to get them now, but never too late and barely late than never. Uh, but we, you know, for example, trauma corrodes inner trust and safety. Okay. It's, it's, it's a really fascinating thing. Any trauma, it corrodes our inner trust with our over self, others, the world, blah, blah, and our inner sense of safety within ourselves, relating to others in the world, etc. When you release the trauma, you need to rebuild inner trust and safety. You need to rebuild that. Okay. Um, often, if people have been having like toxic shame from their traumas, we need to release the trauma, we need to release the toxic shame, but we also need to rebuild what the toxic shame had corroded. So what does that mean? It means that if toxic shame basically believes that I'm unworthy, I don't matter, I'm fundamentally flawed, and I'm right to be here, then we usually need to rebuild healthy needs and boundaries. And we're going to do that in the course that I'm doing on Soul Camp. We need to rebuild, for example, healthy needs and boundaries. Does that make sense? And this is an interesting thing because I've met so many people that are interested in the secret and manifestation and da 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 da, and they're all about goals and what do I want? And they don't even, they haven't mastered the needs level yet. If it's a computer game, <laughs> they're trying to jump ahead in the levels doing mass manifestation and da da da. No, no. They don't know how to actually healthily know their needs, uh, know they're worthy of having the needs met. Um, willing to ask for the needs and be willing to receive their needs and have healthy boundaries. And once we rebuild that, my God, we're now just think what happens if we've got that strong foundation of needs, then the wants um, much more easy, right? So like I said, in an ideal world, we would have been taught all of these internal resources by our parents, but no one's perfect. You don't get a manual. Uh, how to be a parent and if we did it'd be such a big man you would never be able to read it because the baby's so demanding and needs all our time and everything so look this is not about blame fall or any of that sort of stuff it's about empowerment it was about that was then this is now how do I want the next 10, 15, 20 years to be do I want to keep carrying this or do I want to release it and rebuild a new me and a new life you know, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, will you be in northern Mexico with a hectare of land, building a ranch uh, with your new wife? I would have said, no, no, no. Okay, because my trauma was making me scared to fully commit. 
my trauma would never have moved to the desert because it need like palm trees and etc etc it's hard to explain but i'm telling you when you when you heal that your world opens up it's really exciting so that's rebuild and if you're remembering from the advertising for this i said the number one the main mistake people make when healing that's the main mistake if you're wondering <laughs> they forget to rebuild and we need techniques built to rebuild okay So thanks for listening to today's episode. And don't forget to watch the full webinar replay. Go to minddetoxacademy.com forward slash reimagined. And if you'd like to explore more and heal at a deeper level, then check out my website, minddetox.com to attend my brand new SoulCam course or book some one-to-one sessions with me.